Welcome to The Vine, a plant media project podcast with your hosts, Elizabeth Sheldon and Gina Vensel. On today's episode, we have Michelle Jun, head of sales for Green Mill Supercritical, a company that designs, engineers, and manufactures extraction equipment. Their machines can extract oil from any dry, finely ground botanical widely used in the cannabis and hemp markets. The extracted oils can then be used in a wide range of applications, including topical, edible, vapes, and tinctures. Hello, Michelle. Yeah, so happy to have you here with us. Um, We always like to start hearing about how our listeners got into the cannabis industry. Just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your story and background. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, I have a pretty diverse background, but um, ultimately, I'm just a people person. I was in the military for a while, and I did IT. And I found that, you know what, there's just not enough of a connection there. So I branched out from there. I've lived all over the world, um, from Guam to Florida to Wisconsin to you name it. And um, I was in the automotive industry for a while and loved that fast paced sort of environment. And then um, I met the founder of Green Mill after some moves down the road and it just became a natural fit. And so I wanted um, a change in career and cannabis just seemed like the best opportunity for that. And it's been an amazing ride. And I'm so happy that I found Green Mill um, and the industry because I think it checks all my boxes. So cool. And can you tell us a little bit about the work that you do at Green Mill? We know that the extraction market is a competitive space um, and also so vital to producing medicine and products. But what should we know about the equipment side of the cannabis industry and what makes your equipment so different? So I think that it really starts from our attitude at Green Mill. Um, We just have a different approach to the way we sell equipment, the way we manufacture equipment, even the way we run as a company. Um, We're a really small, strong, lean team. Um, So we make equipment that, like you said, uh, extracts botanicals um, or oil from botanicals. And we do that in a really precise way. But along the way, we really try to educate our customers and provide, you know, information that you can't really find elsewhere in the industry. Um, There's a lot of competition and not a lot of collaboration. And so something that we really try to do is work with people. Um, My sales process can be anywhere from, you know, three to nine months long. So we're really developing relationships and not just selling equipment. Well, I know that I follow you guys on social media and are a part of your email blasts, and I see that you really do share a lot of really incredible information about the industry as a whole, and I think you do a really good job of being a leader with that. You know, many companies you know, are in the industry, but like you said, they might not be as collaborative with others, but I've noticed that you're sharing news, you're being a part of the community, and that's really refreshing to see. I love your videos, too. <laughs> you know, it never normalizes for me to hear that. Uh, I hop on sales calls all the time and people are like, oh, you're the girl on YouTube or you're the girl from the website. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. Um, still kind of awkward, but no, we're, we're here to make friends um, and we're here to, to form relationships. I think that, you know, it's a really, really competitive space, whether you're in my you know side of the industry, which is equipment manufacturing or even on the retail side of things. And I think that, you know, an honest approach is something that is lacking, to be quite honest. So what we really try to do and what I think we're really successful at is building those foundations for people 
connecting our networks, keeping in touch, and making sure that people's emotions come into the sale as well, and those are taken care of. Um, And I think I have a unique edge being a woman and providing that because I think naturally women are just a bit more intuitive. So, um, you know, making sure that we take care of people in that way is my top priority and the sale will come from there. So on that note, um, can you tell us about some of the issues that you faced being in such a male dominated industry? Um, you're female minority. Um, yeah. What have you come up against and, and how have you gotten past it? So I was just telling one of my girlfriends the other day, I was like, if I had a dollar for every time I picked up the phone and someone asked if I was as pretty as I sound, I wouldn't need my job. Um, (laughs) So that kind of gives you an idea of what I might go through on a pretty frequent basis. Um, But I'm no stranger to difficult work environments. I mean, being in the Navy, I was, you know, one of the first females to do tactical communication support for uh, special warfare. And so that was a challenging environment. And then I went into cars and that's the good old boys club too. And now I'm in cannabis and, you know, it's a lot more bro-y than I thought it was going to be, but I love a challenge and um, I've got thick skin. So you know, being a woman and a minority and honestly, I'm small in stature anyway. People tend to think of me as, I don't know, um, when we were in Vegas, let's say, they thought I was the booth babe. And, you know, people would go to our inventory manager and ask questions and he would be like, no, that's actually the girl you want to talk to. That's that's your person. And so I've had to work a lot harder on my technical expertise and so what I've noticed, um, at least in equipment sales, is a lot of these salespeople that I meet, they're good people, right? We're all here to do pretty much the same job, but nobody really understands the technology. And I think that a lot of the men in our industry have that luxury of not needing to know because they already have that sort of fraternal, like whatever you want to call it, kinship, friendship, whatever it is. But I don't have that. So I really need to go in, you know, every single call, every single meeting, any face-to-face I have, knowing my stuff. Um, I was a top salesman for Ford for a while, um, and it's because I knew my technical specs, and people would come in, and they'd be like, what does this tiny little Korean girl know about diesel trucks? And I'd be like, well, let me tell you. Um, And so it's the same with uh, extraction equipment. I can install, I can maintenance, I can extract, and I can explain all of those things to our customers. And so it only makes me a stronger person, but hopefully I'm paving the way for, you know, other females in the industry who want to get into this type of thing, um, but are intimidated because it is, it is a frustrating and challenging environment for us. And definitely see that this is becoming a, a, a nationwide topic about how more females need to be in the industry and how can they break into the industry. So I think it is really important for us to to just note that it is a challenge to be a female in this industry and to navigate our ways through, you know, this this climate that we're in where it's still very male dominated. But I agree that when you're willing to take a challenge and because of your history of already being, you know, in such male dominated spaces, I think that that definitely prepared you for what you could be in with <laughs> cannabis. But we've definitely seen that, you know, it, there's a lot of mansplaining still going on, a lot of things that, you know, uh, Elizabeth and I, you know, go, uh, you know, we we go through as well. But we feel that, you know, it, like you said, you have to almost do a little extra work 
to ensure that you're being taken seriously in this industry. And that's okay. We're all, all of us are willing to do that extra work and we're not going anywhere. So it's, it's a good place to be. So I appreciate you saying that because it is, it is definitely an an ongoing struggle, but something I think that's going to make our industry stronger for sure. And you had mentioned a little bit earlier, um, just about the lack of collaboration in the industry. And, you know, we have spoken with many different cannabis professionals, you know, quite honestly about the rampant misinformation that's happening in the industry. And that, that just that ability that we're missing uh, to collaborate and work together. So I want to get your thoughts around this and, you know, just get your thoughts on what you think will make cannabis, you know, a better industry as a whole. I think that, okay. So I've been with Green Mill for Uh, about a year and a half now. And I've already seen the industry begin to professionalize. Um, And I think that that's going to help a lot. You know, we're coming from kind of like a 420 culture, um, a lot of basement extraction, things where, you know, precision or compliance or traceability even didn't really matter. Um, And so when we're talking about misinformation or, you know, Some people think, oh, salespeople lie. I think that people are just not educated. And so, you know, this lack of collaboration, everybody's sort of hoarding their, what they think are secrets, but we're all on the same path. We all have the goal to become successful individuals in the cannabis space and you don't get anywhere by yourself. Um, They always say what it takes a village and it, it does in this case too. And so, you know, this, this, this lack of information sharing or this lack of transparency is a huge problem that I see. And so, you know, in the videos that I post, I've been trying to sort of attack that head on where it's like, you know, other equipment manufacturers might not want to do that. And it's a scary thing to, you know, sort of expose yourself. Um, You know, we've been secret shopped aggressively. Uh, Actually, it's kind of a funny story. I had these guys dress up like fake farmers and put on fake accents. And I must just be a gullible person because I fell for it. Um, But what I told them was no different than anything I would ever tell anyone else. Oh, no, it it was pretty bad. They were like, hi, what does your equipment? And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this sounds kind of cheesy, but maybe I'm just discriminating. I should just be open-minded. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it turns out um, after I scanned their badges, which I will always scan badges first now, they were from a competitor. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Did they come to the facility to, to actually – did they come in person? It was at MJ BizCon, okay. and it was like probably our first day there. And I was like, man, those guys were so nice. I scanned their badges, and I'm like talking to some of my team members, and they were like, did you see their domain name on their email? And I was like, oh, oh, okay. So I actually, <laughs> I ended up walking to their booth and introducing myself and then inviting them for an even deeper dive into our technology because we have nothing to hide. And um, I think that, you know, the more people understand about our equipment, the better. The more people understand about other people's equipment, the better, because it's any man's game um, or woman's game in our case. On the transparency piece, um, and and, uh, this is not completely off topic, but tell us about the vape cartridges and how, um, are, are we safe with that? With the extraction? It depends, right? Um, Because even if we were to supply somebody equipment, um, who knows how they're going to process it later, right? So the only thing that we can do at Green Mill is ensure that, hey, we are logging all types of data and that data is available and it's encrypted and you cannot touch it. Um, 
what typically happens is people like to cut corners. It's not really what we're about. And I think that honestly, our customer base kind of follows our culture. We tend to align ourselves with partners that have the same mentality of quality over quantity. You know, the hemp industry especially saw a huge bust when everybody just started purchasing equipment. And the bigger and the more throughput there was, the better. And it's never been our motto. It's never been our, you know, sort of uh, our goal is not high throughput. We can do high throughput, but we want to make sure that you're still maintaining efficiency and quality. And what I always tell my customers is I'm going to give you the information you need to make an informed decision on our, you know, on our equipment. But I would encourage you to ask for the same type of equipment or I'm sorry, information from other people because you just don't get it. I wanted to just ask about MJ BizCon because I, I was there last year. I saw your massive booth. It was beautiful. First of all, the idea of transporting all that stuff from Pittsburgh uh, to Vegas and setting it all up and taking back. I mean, just right there, I can imagine what a, what a big task that was. But I mean, it's just such a massive event. So many people coming and going. And then with the pandemic this year happening, and I saw just recently the news that MJ Biz is going digital. I mean, how how has the not just this event and, and the aspect of getting sales from MJ Biz, but how has the pandemic in general affected your business? And then if and are there other events? Are you going digital or what are you doing with MJ Biz? So we're we're definitely going to have a digital presence. Um, what that might look like right now, I'm not sure. Uh, these digital things are always so clunky and I'm a face-to-face person. So this pandemic has been so challenging for me personally, but I know that like there's not a single person in the world that hasn't been affected by this in some type of negative way. Um, it's an uphill battle for everyone, you know, but somehow we need to find a way to move forward. And so as far as the way or as far as how Green Mill has been, you know, dealing with it, we've actually improved. And I know that might sound crazy, but we've hired a very, very exciting person to come on board, um, which we will be announcing in about a month. So stay tuned. But um, we're kind of, this is funny, we're kind of a nepotistic company. Um, I'm one of the only transplants, but everybody else pretty much grew up together. And so, you know, our co-founder and our uh, production manager grew up probably next door to each other, if not just a couple houses down. And so we have a very, very strong, dedicated team. And I think it translates to our equipment and it translates to our customers. Um, But no, we've been able to improve our processes and our, I have to give a shout out to our inventory manager, Nate. He has found suppliers that, you know, work even more efficiently than, than previous. And so I mean, I'm, we're not having a good time. I don't think anybody's having a good time right now, but we're definitely growing and strengthening our team, and it feels really good to do that. So where is everybody from if they all grew up together? Pittsburgh. Are really? <laughs> are we from here? Yeah. So that's they how everybody true. came here. Okay, because I was curious yeah. as to how, you know, being that I'm from Pittsburgh, I was like, you know, here's this awesome national, you know, extraction company. How did they choose Pittsburgh, PA? Oh my gosh. So our uh, co-founder, Jeremy, um, he actually worked for one of our competitors, Thar, for a while. He worked for Waters and he designed chromatography equipment, but he grew up in Pittsburgh. He's been here for 40 years. And if he were on the call, he'd probably be like, I've been here for 40 years. But 
I love Pittsburgh. Um, it's such a fun city. The people are some of the most down to earth people I think I've met in all my travels. Um, and I've been around the globe. So I'm extremely happy that this is where our home is. I hope that Pittsburgh becomes one of those cannabis cities. Um, yeah, cross your fingers for, you know, maybe out of this pandemic, it'll it'll push some legalization a little faster than before. Um, I think that, you know, the, the retail trends have proven that cannabis is an outlet that people need. It's a, a medical solution that people need. And hopefully it'll it'll stick. Maybe this is it. I sure hope so. So I was talking to some students this week at the University of Maryland who are graduating from their cannabis program. And, um, you know, they're interested, obviously, in what jobs are out there. And so how would you counsel um, listeners, anybody who want to be sort of on your side of the business? I think that it's extremely important for people to have intellectual curiosity. And so when you're coming out of college and you're, you're graduating and you're excited for your new job, learning does not stop there. And so especially for equipment sales, um, when I'm looking for salespeople or even engineers for our team, I want somebody that's hungry in that way, that wants to learn and then take that knowledge and apply it in ways that we've not seen before. Um, I think when I look at some of the, the things that go on in equipment manufacturing, there's just a lot of the same thing, different shapes and sizes, but the same ideas, the same applications. And that's not what we're here to do. Um, so intellectual curiosity and rigor and a willingness to try something new and ideas over egos is actually one of our pillars at Green Mill. So it doesn't matter who you are. If you have something that is a good idea, we want to entertain that. And I hope that other companies are the same. But I think that those things, whether you're a Green Mill team member or, you know, somewhere else in the industry are the are what's going to make you successful. Um, it's growing and competition is tough and turnover is extremely high. So you have to have an edge and that edge comes from curiosity, really. And finding some companies, hopefully like Green Mill, that have those pillars, because I feel that, you know, that is really important to know that when you're dedicating, you know, yourself to a job, which we all know we wear multiple hats, whether you're the head of sales, I'm sure you're doing a lot of things <laughs> at the company. Beyond that, as we know, and we talk to so many different professionals in this industry that have to wear multiple hats. So I think that having some flexibility and really going into it with that curiosity is really great. Um, advice because I, I, I feel that so many people come to me and say, you know, what do I do? Do I get started as a patient care consultant or, you know, a bud tender? You know, what does that, what does that look like? And there are a lot of hungry people out there right now that are looking for ways to get into the industry. And, and it is uh, kind of the wild west in some ways. We see that there are a lot of companies that maybe need to be focused on those pillars and hopefully focused on more collaboration, like you said, because that's something that we're really dedicated at PNP is trying to pull together companies like yours that have that collaborative spirit and say, let's try to, to forge together because it can be very intimidating for young people, I'm sure. And Elizabeth, were they uh, were they eager or were they scared when you were uh, talking with them about the challenges? No, I, they're, they're very eager um, to talk to people who are in the industry and, you know, hear about what are the opportunities out there. And this is a whole nother angle. Um, 
you know, on the equipment manufacturing side and such an important piece of the puzzle, right? Without the equipment, we don't have the medicine. Absolutely. Yeah, it's um, it's funny. I actually had somebody reach out to me who just had some questions about supercritical CO2 extraction. He was an engineering student, just graduated and was looking for a job. And he's like, are you hiring? And I said, well, at this time, like, no. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that hiring right now for a lot of companies is you know, a little bit sticky, but I told him, I was like, call us, call me anytime. I gave him my cell phone number. And so we kept in touch. And recently I saw that he was hired at a cannabis company, which was his goal. And I, it wasn't for the exact position that he had wanted, but I, like I messaged him and he was like, I just, I kept asking the right questions and trying to meet the right people. And perseverance is, is definitely key. Um, but I know that he was extremely curious and excited and that energy translated into a position. So hopefully the students that you talk to um, have kind of the same attitude. And obviously, if they ever have questions about what I do or what we do, they can call me. Um, and if I can't help them directly, I can connect them to whoever because we need fresh ideas and fresh minds. And that's what's going to move us forward. So how can others get in touch with Green Mill Supercritical and with you to learn more about your equipment and what it is that you do? So we have a website, um, www.greenmillsupercritical.com, um, or they can email me directly. It's just michelle at greenmillsupercritical.com. Wonderful. We really appreciate your time with us today, Michelle. Thanks, Gina. Thanks, Elizabeth. Absolutely. You are inspirational to all of us. You sure are. And we just appreciate, you know, everything that you do for the industry and keep, you know, being that collaborative spirit that you are and forging ahead. And, you know, you're really making waves for other females in the industry. So we thank you. That means so much to me. I'm (laughs) kind of like emotional when I hear stuff like that. So thank you. Absolutely. So thank you again for joining us today. We have Michelle Jun from Green Mill Supercritical on The Vine, a plant media project podcast. And we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in today. Please subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts to get cannabis and psychedelic news and updates. Visit our website at plantmediaproject.com.